Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Boom and up America, Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. Doug Gottlieb Show today from sunny Southern California. The show is brought to you, though, by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Plane your trip today. Visit LasVegas.com. Um, I was pretty good with the Twitter machine on Sunday, right before kickoff, right before kickoff of the Packers Niners game. I tweeted out, are you rooting for or against Aaron Rodgers, right? For or against Aaron Rodgers. And the responses were almost as good as the actual question itself, right? Because the the truth is that I didn't mention anything about vaccine. I didn't mention anything about retiring or wanting to change teams or the commercials or the long hair or whatever you want it to be. I didn't say anything about it. I just asked the question, you know, are you rooting for or against Aaron Rodgers? Are you rooting for or against Aaron Rodgers? And um, I thought it was interesting. You know, you have the, you'll you'll have people who take it in a bunch of different ways. So, uh, actually, here's the tweet. Do you want Aaron Rodgers to win or to lose? That's it. That's all I asked. And it's about 50-50 if it was a poll. It's non-scientific. It's on social media. So the Packers are trying to figure out what the hell happened. Like Here we thought we had a championship team, and now one game in the playoffs, we're the only NFC team with a bye, we're out. Aaron Rodgers had this to say about why he thinks so many were rooting against him on Saturday. There were a ton of people tuning in, rooting against us for one reason and one reason only. It's because of, you know, my vaccination status and them wanting to see us lose so they could pile on and, and enjoy and revel in the fact that, uh, you know, my vaccination status was, you know, some sort of reason why we haven't had success in the playoffs or whatever it might be, some sort of correlation. Do you think that's why people watched? First of all, Screen Bay Packers, San Francisco 49ers, two of the biggest brands in all of the sport. Um, there's also the storyline, obviously, with growing up in Northern California, wanting them to draft him, and the fact that four times in the playoffs, that same Niners franchise has ended his season. There, There's the, the matchup of two guys who are friends as coaches, and yet one seems, at least in the playoffs, to own the other one. That one, that trend continued. The visual effect of Lambeau Field, right, where we actually have outdoor, cold weather, snow, historic stadium, etc. And you have the presumptive MVP or one of the two MVP candidates in an Aaron Rodgers, who's a great player and could have been playing his last game as a member of the Packers. Do I think the vaccination story and saga energized some people who already didn't like Aaron Rodgers? Sure. Sure. But the idea that people tuned in to see him lose to help their vaccination narrative. Yeah, that one. 
That's a bit of a reach. That's a stretch Armstrong reach. Because the reality to it feels like to me, plenty of people didn't like Aaron Rodgers to begin with. I like Aaron Rodgers. Never had an issue with him. Hung out a couple times. Times I've gotten to know him. I I, I kind of understand a little bit more of him and the things he feels like he's going through. I do not give him a pass for it wasn't his vaccination status. This is where all of the self-awareness is completely out the door. For a really, really smart guy, he thinks that the reason people are, quote, out to get him is because of his vaccination status. One, I don't believe anybody's out to get him. Two, I don't even think it's as much about his vaccination status as the facade that he carried on and the pushback and then some of the other commentary. And three, it's it's merely the straw that broke the camel's back. Remember, this is a guy that held the the franchise hostage and is going to continue to do so. This is a guy that has a chip on his shoulder. This is a guy that is super, super, super talented, as good as anybody we've ever seen. He makes a lot of money, and when you make a lot of money, you're up for a lot of criticism when your team doesn't achieve. And, oh, yeah, by the way, he didn't play well. I just, like, this, this you know, victimhood has been something that's galvanized people. People being martyrs. Well, they don't like me because of my vaccination status. Like, no, lots of people didn't like you anyway. And you played for the Packers. Um, and you're playing your nemesis. And it wasn't the vaccination status, although that's that's a bit problematic. It's more that this this joke of a lie that you kind of continue to carry on. Here's Rogers on Pat McAfee talking about his decision on what he wants to do next year. I'd like to, again, be respectful uh, of the organization. One decision that, that will be upcoming will be obviously Devontae and his future with the team. There still is this thing called the franchise tag, which I think you know, don't think 17 wants, uh, wants the franchise. Like, no player ever wants the franchise. Ever! I think that should be enough time to make a decision um, by then. Um, I don't want to put myself on a specific date, but, I, again, I do want to be sensitive to uh, Devontae and many other guys who, uh, you know, have decisions to make on their own futures. And to drag it out past free agency would be disrespectful to the organization and to those guys, and that 100% will not happen. This is Aaron Rodgers on what he's not going to do. One thing I would not do, 100% would not do, is retire and then, you know, come back a year later. I don't have any desire to do that. That, that makes no sense. Hmm. Right, so that takes out the, well, he just wants to retire to then let, you know, make, force the Packers to trade him. And then he can go and, or whatever, choose his destination. It is really weird that the Packers are in a very similar situation to the one they were in at the end of the Brett Favre in Green Bay era. Three consecutive seasons, he tinkered with retirement. Ultimately, early on in the process, third and final year, he said, I'm done. They handed the job to Aaron Rodgers, and then he had had seller's remorse, really, and tried to come back and get his job back, and they are like, yeah. Then he wanted to go to the Vikings, and they... Shipped him off to the Jets. But I, I just, I understand that Aaron Rodgers is, he wants to allow Devontae Adams to make the right decision. I like the fact that his process is going to be faster. I do think the more and more you talk about retirement, the more likely you are to retire. But I just don't understand why he thinks people suddenly don't like him because of his vaccination status. That's paying, 
that's being way too much involved in the, the, the cesspool sphere of social media. The reality is plenty of people didn't like him. This just gives him, this just gives fuel to the people that didn't like him. There's some new people that didn't like him, but he made some new fans as well. But he was always a polarizing guy. Always a polarizing guy. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Pac-Man Jones is going to join us upcoming in uh, 10 minutes or so. Of course, uh, remember he played 14 years in the NFL. He's an all-pro. He's got a new podcast. Who better to talk Bengals football and the rebirth of this Bengals team with Adam Pac-Man Jones? That's, uh, that's 10 minutes away. Um, I saw this and I thought it was interesting. You know, like, I- I'll talk to some NFL people and they'll give you some names of, hey, in the next couple of years, keep an eye on Quezzi Adolfo uh, Mensa. I'm like, who's that? Really smart guy, okay, with the Niners. I did, uh, he sold derivatives. I don't even know what that is. It just sounds really cool. Economics degree at Princeton, masters at Stanford. He was a portfolio manager at Taylor Woods Capital. That's, why, that's when he did the, the derivatives. And then he decided, I want to go into football ops with the Niners and the Browns. Right? This is the, the new wave of executive throughout all of sports. Right? Is the super smart dude who loves the sport, but just really understands so many different things. Math equations even on a different level. What's going to be interesting about uh, Adolfo Mensa is when he first got his start with the Niners, that was when Jim Harbaugh was there. Huh, does he bring Harbaugh? Or, or, you know, guy who's been mentioned for, uh, for, for jobs, the 49ers defensive coordinator is kind of the opposite of, kind of the opposite of him, right? Where you have a, um, you have a GM who has never, um, has never played. Whereas you have a defense coordinator in D'Amico Ryans, who is a really well-respected player and is doing a good job as a D coordinator with the San Francisco 49ers. It's the balance of the two, right? What you don't want is you don't want guys that are like-minded, think exactly the same, but, ha- but bring the same strengths. You got to round out all your strengths. On the other hand, you got to have been, you got to be able to work together and oftentimes the best way to know if you can work together is if you've worked together before and they have but i mean that's degrees at princeton and a masters at stanford you start to go like okay this guy's a lot smarter than i am and when you talk to people in the nfl they're like yes yes he is be interested to see who the vikings bring in right cuz they had rick spielman who's a really smart guy but kind of a traditional football guy now you bring in a non-traditional guy who does he surround himself with and how does he want that organization to look? Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Okay, let's uh, let's get ready for Pac-Man Jones. We'll talk some Bengals football. Obviously, he was a star there with the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, Byers, I look at these games. I mean, I think the big question is, can the Bengals just slow down Kansas City? You know, it's weird. Kansas City has made these miraculous comebacks in the past in the playoffs. 
when Cincinnati beat them a couple weeks ago, it was Cincinnati's their own. They come back. They yeah. came back from fourteen point fourteen points down. Do you think the Bengals can slow them down? I, I think it's going to be difficult. Uh, I actually have mixed emotions on both of these games considering what happened in their previous matchups, but Kansas City did only score three points in the second half of that matchup in Cincinnati. I don't think that that is very Chiefs-like. I also believe that the moment for the Bengals is a real thing, and the question is, is it too big of a moment? We even saw a few years ago when the Chiefs hosted Tennessee when the Titans went on that run. You know, Tennessee maybe kind of started out with some, you know, some uh, excitement in that game, and that was a week after the Texans, you know, jumped out of that huge lead against the Chiefs. I just wonder how Cincinnati's going to come out and respond in that game. Is the moment going to be too big? Will Kansas City maybe get out uh, to a big lead and Cincinnati's playing catch-up? I think that that is a, a, a big thing if the moment is too big for Cincinnati. I I, I agree. I agree. If it if it's too big for the, them, that would be it'd be interesting. The Bengals, I also don't think have been great this playoffs. I mean, they've been settling for a lot of field goals, and field goals are not going to beat Kansas City. Yeah, I've I've heard that before. Um, I I do think you just you need to get points. I, I don't. I, I I everything to me is a case by case basis. I understand. Like I had a conversation with a guy in the Chargers coaching staff, and he's like, "See, when people worried about us settling for field goals. It's like, yeah, there's a, there's a there's a line there. You need to try and get points every possession because eventually they're going to get some points. Do you prefer six? Yeah, but there are some times in which you go like, all right, we'll just take the three, take our medicine. So I generally agree with you. I mean, look, the first thing is you got to give, you got to get a first down or two every possession. It, it gives your defense a break and gets them off the football field. I do sec- think. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish your point, though. The, the second thing you got to do is I think you got to get points, and then the third thing you got to do is you got to get touchdowns as often, obviously, as possible. You got to be aggressive, but you don't have to be careless if you're aggressive. They they've been moving the ball. It's just the problem of red zone cashing in. Yeah, and so when your kicker has four field goals in the uh, each in the first two playoff games. That would be something that would concern me if if I was Cincinnati where it's it sounds like such a cliche if you can't you can't settle for field goals. However, it also then tells you that you are having problems, as you said, in the red zone. And those are things that uh, I think Cincinnati's gonna have to overcome if they want to beat Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um Okay, then you have these other games. like the the Niners Rams game, it seems fascinating to me. Just seems fascinating to me. I mean, the, the Niners have just found a way to own the Rams. And does that change the NFC Championship game? On the other hand, the Rams had them beat, did take their foot a little bit off the gas week 17. Had they not, Niners wouldn't even be here to begin with. That part to it is amazing. Really yeah. amazing. Yeah, that's the that's the stickler that I think Rams fans are saying, geez, if we just, no matter how everything played out, I, I I'm I'm interested. I know John Ramos is a, is a Rams fan, and we had talked about this off air earlier in the week. But I think it's a legitimate thing of like, did you want to face them or did you not want to face them? You know, when you end up having your druthers, sure you want to be in the NFC Championship game, but is the are the 49ers the team you want to see, or were they the last team you want to see? And I I think it's kind of split amongst the fan base of the Rams. Hmm. Um. Well, you don't have a choice, right? No. Don't have a choice. So you just kind of got to own it and you got to wear it. That's really what it comes down to. You got to own it and you got to wear it. 
Weird though. What? So I like we're early in the week for the picks, but it, but your early lean as of now is who? Chiefs and Niners. Man. Nothing to do with the history of the Rams. It's just that the 49ers are on this. You know, the I. I gosh, it sounds so cliche. A destiny run, but they just play a type of game that is difficult and frustrating to play against, and. That's what I just think is when they get their running game going, like in Green Bay, when they got that third and seven on a run, you know, with Debo Samuel to to set it up, like to set up their their game winning kick, like man, it just feels know. devastating. Yeah, right? yeah, it does. You know what's coming, and there's nothing you can do to stop it. Yeah, not even like a little, you know, a little pop pass to George Kittle gets him the first down. You're like, oh darn, but the third and seven and run the football. Yeah, that's that's tough. Yeah, no, look, I I. I can't wait to see this that that game. And what's weird is, and Ramos, I don't know if you can feel this or you guys can feel it in L.A. I can tell you in Orange County, like, suddenly now the Rams thing has become a thing. And people are into the game, you know? It's like, you know how L.A. is. It all becomes about about who's winning, and we're now, now Rams fans. Pac-Man Jones joins us, former All-Pro defensive back with the Bengals, 14 seasons in the National Football League. Pac-Man, what do you think of this, of, of, of how they've remade the Bengals from two years ago, worst defense in football, to now playing, win one game, go to a Super Bowl? It's crazy, ain't it? It's crazy what the offseason to do to you. And the, and the front office just want to spend some money. Um, you know, um, it was hard times these last two years. But these guys uh, finally got the right guys in that's bought into the system. And, and they playing all together. You can tell they're having a lot of fun, a lot of young guys built in with a couple of veterans. So they look good, man. They look good on defense. How 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 can they slow down and maybe even stop Kansas City? It's gonna be hard. Um, it's I looked at the film twice. Um, they played a little better. I mean, a whole lot better in the second half. Um, you just gotta match Mahomes, and when they get in the red zone, try to hold them to three instead of letting them score is the biggest thing. I know the last time we played them, um, the second half. We had them to three more than we let them score in the second half. But Mahomes is, is one of a kind. He have a, a great cast around him also. So I would say, man, just try to – and red zone defense is, is really important this week. Um, they're going to get their shots, you know what I mean? They're going to get down there. But if um, we can keep them out the end zone, that will be, be a big big plus. It, it it's hard. They run those jet sweeps. Then they have Ki- – then they, you know, then they have Kelsey, who's such a big target. Um, from From – when when you're sitting there and you're watching, what do you think? How do how do you think you slow you you stop them in the red zone? Considering how different they are than so many other teams. Um, I would definitely definitely uh, double Kelsey in the red zone. Um, of course they're they're really fast, but it doesn't matter how fast you are. Sometimes down there in the red zone, if you if you're playing together. So um, I would de- definitely double Kelsey. And um, make the little guys beat us, you know. what I mean, hopefully we can we can match their speed for ten, fifteen yards in the red zone, and um, we come out um, with a victory. How bad? What did Buffalo do wrong in those last two defensive plays? Uh, it looked like they called sideline, which is they supposed to have one guy in the middle. Normally, um, you only call that play if is if the team don't don't have any timeouts. They had another timeout, so that's what saved me. Normally, take. Eight to thirteen seconds to run the play. Yes, yeah, so I don't understand why wouldn't you be? Why wouldn't you have some guys? You know, why why are you rushing four? 
Why are you playing so far off when you know he's got to get rid of it quick? And he did both times. Oh yeah, and you can tell. Um, I don't know. I don't know what he was thinking, but I, I I understand the method. But it was it was a bad call. You know, you can't call sideline and they still have a timeout and they only need fifteen twenty yards to get the first down. So, but I know um, neither here nor the, there. You know, it was a great game, man. One of the best games that I've sat down and watched. Um, since I've had my time off. Yeah, no, it's it it's crazy. Um, what was your reaction to Josh Allen? Like, everybody knew Pat Mahomes was that good. Did you know Josh Allen was this good? Oh, yeah. I, I thought Josh Allen um, was really good last year also, too. Um, he's came in and, and did nothing but perform and win. Um, he's played at a high, high level. They've got shut down two times. But, um, yeah, I, 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 didn't, I didn't think – it would be that type of game, but it was very amazing. But Josh, Josh is a—he's an amazing athlete, man. He—he he can throw that ball too. Pac-Man Jones joining us here, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Um, does Burrow having kind of some swag, right? How does that? How does that affect the defensive side? You know, like when you were there. Uh, obviously, you had a couple different quarterbacks. Carson was there for a little for for a while. Yeah. Uh, then you got the red red rifle. How does? How, how does Joe Burrow's swag help you? Um, it's just a different, it's a different, different attitude when you got a guy like that who's used to winning, that that shows that grit, um, that plays hard. Um, it rubs off, you know. So the attitude comes with it. Um, Carson, Carson was was like that. Um, Andy, and I don't know if Andy was. There's nowhere near like the attitude and, and, and the, the grit that Joe has. But um, he shows it um, each week, man. The man got sick nine times last week. <laughs> I'm joking, but and still came out and act like nothing even happened. Yeah, so many of those other guys, they start seeing ghosts when they get hit that much, and he just, he just, kept, he just kept playing. Um, as a guy who's covered the best, how good can Jamar Chase be? Jamar Chase can be special. Um, you, you can tell that he, he can really run. Um, he's good after the catch. He reminds me a lot of Odell Beckham. When Odell Beckham was in his earlier years. Not saying Odell is is not the same player, but I'm just saying the 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 kind of play that he has and, and with the Pro Bowls and and the way he's using his speed in and out of routes. Um, he had a problem with catching the ball early and on. And that was expected because he didn't play a whole year. But he's showing out, man. I, I think he can be really special, you know. Um, he had to go back and critique himself and always get better, you know. Like for Patrick, for, for Patrick Mahomes, I would say he looked at the film last year and realized he can't keep just backing up and trying to make something happen. As you see this year, he's pressing the pocket. He's taking off running when he see two man. Um and that's how you could tell that the kids are trying to improve. You know, he, he have a, a, a very different game than he had last year, I would say, when I'm speaking of Patrick Mahomes because of the off-season work. So um, it's all about how you do on the off-season, man, because every, every year a guy is trying to critique themselves and, and critique you to, to go against you. Adam Pacman Jones joining us in the Doug Gottlieb Show. So you have your own pod. Focusing on the Bengals, you do it solo. You have other former players on. Who's on your your Believe Podcast Network pod? Yeah, Believe in the Bengals with me and Solomon Wilcox. Um, we have a great time on there two times a week. It airs on Mondays and Thursdays, so if y'all get a chance, go check us out, man. Um, we got a nice little thing going on. 
Did you think this was possible? Start of the year, okay? There's lots of people that were, you know, you go back to the start of the year, there were questions about Zach Taylor and how he related with the guys going back to year one. Uh, honestly, and I, obviously now with the podcast, we got the tapes. Did you think this was possible? I didn't think they would be playing in the AFC Championship um, until probably week 11, 10 or 11. Um, I did think they would have have a better year with all the weapons they have on offense, um, with Joe being 100% and him coming back early in camp. So I knew they would be be a ball club, but um, I didn't think they would be um, game from the Super Bowl. I thought I, I at least thought they would go to the playoffs and, and maybe win the playoff game. Well, uh, they've exceeded most anybody's reasonable expectations. Of course, they'd have to do it one more time to get to a Super Bowl. Pac, thanks for joining us. Can't wait to hear some more of the pod. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, pleasure is mine. That's uh, Adam Pacman Jones joining us. Former uh, Bengal, former Titan, 14 years in the National Football League. Check out the latest lines from World of Sports, Bet River Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. You've got to be 21. President in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana. In Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem called 1 800 Gambler. Pac Man, there's some, there's got to be Pac Man. I'd like to hear the pod with this, the Pac Man stories, right? Because there was some, there was a time there before he got his stuff together where there was Pac Man had the, um, he had the Antonio Brown going for a while, but you don't last that long in the league unless you can straight up ball, right? Straight up. That is a that is an all time synonymous. Oh, a Pac Man Joe, right? There's so many different defensive backs that you've forgotten about. Pac Man Jones, not one of them. Yes, Jay Stu. I remember when he came out of college, and I remember he, th- there were those questions coming out, right? Character stuff, and but but there was never a question about his ability, his a talent. I guess from early on, he was supposed to be extremely good. And the most fascinating part about his career for me is this. He went through all those situations and legal problems, and I think he got suspended from the league a couple times. Yeah. But he, the best part of his career was like the latter part of his career. Yeah. And for a cornerback, that's like almost unprecedented. There's like a lot of diminishing returns with those guys. So he must have, had, he must have been that talented to just kind of overcome and still have a good career. Yeah, um, I, I, I do think that some of it was perception, some of it was – when he was a young dude, he was a wild dude. Um, and some of it is also that a lot of these, a lot of these guys, a lot of these guys, they, they kind of figure it out. And it doesn't matter. The off the field stuff not, doesn't matter as much as like Tyron Matthew. There's a guy who early on, you go back to college, obviously a bit of a mess off the field, um, got hurt last week. But Tyron Matthew is a guy that carries a ton of respect in the league because he has a super high football IQ. Right, he's just done, done it like as quick as he used to be as a player. Now his brain is that quick. Um, what's my man's name that that the the Rams are playing Ramos that they just brought him up off the couch. Uh, he used to be with the Chargers. Weddle. Then the, like Eric yeah, Weddle. Eric Weddle. I mean, Eric Weddle. He couldn't hardly run anymore, but everybody was where they're supposed to be because Eric Weddle. That, that's like a that's football IQ at like a, a Mensa sort of level. And I think Pat got to that level. I think Matthew Travis, uh, Tyron Matthew has gotten that level. And obviously, Eric Weddle's at that level, even though his body not nearly the same as it was uh, back when he was in his prime. Yes, Ramos. Can that help 
Is that a helpful thing to have a Weddle guy out there who maybe is not going to yes. give you that 100% as far as play, but can give you 100% men- mentally for your teammates? I, I think the answer must be yes. They wouldn't put him out there unless they thought that was their best possible option. Right? That even if you can't run like you used to, if you can be where you're supposed to and you can get everybody else to be where you're supposed to, it'll work more often. That was their feeling when they brought, remember, he was going to retire with the Ravens two years ago. And then all of a sudden the Rams, Rams signed him. And then it was like, eh, not really that great. Now they just got him because they need some option. They need somebody back there. Who, if you're just where you're supposed to be, more times than not, the scheme is going to work. An underrated, um, and no one's really talked about it, part of that game on Sunday. And Dan was watching live, I think. So like there was, there was that dead ball uh, foul. On his part, yeah. was it a fourth down? Yeah. <laughs> and if if the ball had not touched the ground, it was helmet to helmet, and we're talking about a different story, I think. Right? Wasn't that was that the play that that led to the Rams getting the ball for the winning drive? Or am I? No, off? it wasn't. But it could have been disastrous uh, for the Rams the way that everything was going. It still allowed them to get the to get possession, but it wasn't that drive that they ended up because they they ended up winning after the Buccaneers scored, but. That was the crazy thing about Weddle is you don't think he's as fast as maybe some of the other guys that you would be able to get in free agency if you were to bring in, but you're like, he's not going to do anything stupid. And then he was a millisecond away from getting a personal <laughs> foul call on a fourth down that would have set the Buccaneers uh, up even better for scoring. Which, by definition, would have been something stupid. Yes, that is correct. Yes. Yes. Yeah, the one guy who you don't expect to commit the stupid personal foul looked like he committed the stupid personal foul. Did Rob Gronkowski say he would retire if he had to make a decision today? You'll find out next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Every day at this time, we like to get you caught up in the stories of the day. We do so by playing a game. This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show is brought to you by Bet River Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. You must be 21. President in Colorado, Indiana, Illinois, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambling. Bet Rivers Sportsbook at BetRivers.com. Dan Byer, what do we got? Doug, Byer. the game today is. Real news, fake news. Six scenarios for you to decipher on if they are truthful or not. We start out with number one real news or fake news. New Giants general manager Joe Shane was noncommittal towards quarterback Daniel Jones during today's press conference. Uh, that's fake news. You are fake news. Yes, actually, Shane said the team intends to build around Jones's strengths as a quarterback. This on the heels of John Mara's comments that the team didn't do anything to help the quarterback in these past couple of years. His strengths are fumbling and looking really good in the preseason. <laughs> Remember that game against the Buccaneers when he came in and was just uh, was was magnificent. Sure, uh, running around, throwing the football. We're like, man, we didn't know Daniel Jones could could run and do those things. It was actually seemingly the high point of his career so far, which is which is not good. Hopefully for the Giants, they can turn it around. Real news or fake news, Doug? Buccaneers tight end Rob Gronkowski said if he had to make a decision and make up his mind right now about his future, he would retire. Is that real news or fake news? That's real news. They're real oh. and they're spectacular. TMZ caught up with Gronk. Like if they're like, you know, you've got to decide right now, right yeah. this second. If- 
playing next year. I, I would say no right now. It's two days after the season. I'd be like, no, I'm not playing. Like, way too soon. But, like, you got to give it some time. You got to rest. I would say to see how everything goes, you know, how everything plays out. Sound thinking by Gronk. Yeah, I do think that you're getting, and, and he's a guy who's retired previously, you're getting the groundwork laid for these guys to to go somewhere else. Uh, I mean, to, to retire. That's just what it feels like to me. I don't, I don't know. I could be wrong, but I, I, that's what it feels like to me. Real news or fake news, Doug? Jake Peavy and Carl Crawford were the only two players on the Baseball Hall of Fame ballot to not receive at least one vote yesterday. Uh, real news. They're real oh. and they're spectacular. Yes, Prince Fielder got two votes. AJ Przinsky got two votes. Jonathan Papelbon got five. Ryan Howard got eight. Tim Lincecum, nine votes. But it was Crawford and Peavy who had the O for no one chose either of those two on their ballots. Was was it really an option to take Crawford? Like, was anybody Carl Crawford? I mean, Carl Crawford is known for that horrific deal. But then being thrown into the Dodger trade, which... Was that Manny Ramirez, or was that uh, later on? Who, who, who else was he in that trade with? I'm going to defer to our baseball guys, Jason and John. Do you have any idea? I could not give you a guess. I could not. Not off the top of my head. It I, was uh, it was he was on the Red Sox, and I think we got Adrian Sox, Gonzalez traded to the Dodgers. Yeah, he traded to the Dodgers, and who was Josh Beckett? That was the Josh Beckett trade. It was. Yeah. All um, right, I was going to play a game within a game. Uh, if you guys want a quick play on Hall of Fame voting, who do you think got more Hall of Fame votes, Joe Nathan or Tim Hudson? Doug, you can go first. This I'm going to go a, Tim Hudson. John Ramos. I'd also say Tim Hudson. Jason Stewart? Um, yeah, I'll make it three for three. Tim Hudson. Tim Hudson got 12 votes. Joe Nathan got 17 votes. Wow. Yeah, yeah. We could play this all day, but we've got Joe a Nathan diff- Closer, right? Yes, that is Twins? correct. Uh, yeah, and uh, do you spend some time with the Giants as well? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's move on back to the original game. The game within the game is over. Real news or fake news, Doug? The Big Ten Conference is looking to drop from nine to eight conference games in football as soon as 2023. Wait, wait, one more time. Who's the Big Ten eight? looking, yeah. right now they play nine conference games, but could drop that to eight as soon as 2023. Is that real news or fake news? Sounds like fake news. They're real oh. and they're spectacular. Yeah, part of a plan where the Big Ten is also looking at eliminating divisions, but the reason for the conference game drop is the alliance and the scheduling alliance that they have with the ACC and Pac-12 could allow for more games in that alliance and less games between conference foes. As part of the plan, the Athletics said the each Big Ten school would have three opponents that they play commonly every year and then rotate the other ten uh, throughout various years. Real news or fake news, Doug? The president of FIFA continues to push for a World Cup every eight years instead of four years. Is that real news or fake news? That seems like fake news. You are fake news. It is, but the uh, the FIFA president is actually pushing for a World Cup every two years, saying that he believes that that would uh, draw more interest, especially in the African countries, and allow those countries to uh, to grow with the sport of soccer. So pushing for the World Cup every two years. Mm. European uh, delegation not too happy with that. Plus, you have the Euro Championships that are in the uh, the 
years that the World Cup isn't, you know, so they go every two. Yeah, the that. idea is the idea is to usurp the World Championships, and it's also to make more money. You can make so much more money. Yep, yep. It's always That's money. That's really what it's about. It's Finally, about. Doug, real news or fake news? One of our previous Pro-Am playing partners at the Farmers Insurance Open, C.T. Pan, is near the top of the late the leaderboard during first-round play at Torrey Pines. Is that real news or fake news? God, I haven't been paying attention to the golf. Uh, I'm going to say you wouldn't have brought it up unless it's real news. Real news. They're real oh. and they're It sure is. Uh, we uh, carried C.T. Pan to that win on the south course a few years ago. Yeah. And now C.T. is taking uh, that momentum and carrying it over to the north course where he is four under par through 13 holes and just uh, now a couple shots back of Michael Thompson, who's at six under, but Justin Thomas and Cam Davis are at five under par. But C.T. Pan using those good vibes we provided from him in La Jolla. I showed him the way. We yes. were both showing him the way. This is how you play golf, son. <laughs> That's really what it came down to. Uh, CT even admitted that day, Doug, that he was not playing well. So it was uh, it was our team that that carried it. Uh, and that's game time. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. It was actually, if you really want to get down to it, it was actually uh, that the lawyer. What was her name? Um, that's who carried us. She was awesome. The head lawyer from Far- Farmers. Yeah. She was amazing. Fairways and greens all day. Just steady as you go. Hustler, uh, Game Time is brought to you by Hustler Turf. The brand lawn care co- professionals have trusted for years when it comes to premium zero-turn lawnmowers to run their business. And for us weekend Joes, Hustler Turf also has a full lineup of residential mowers. Visit HustlerTurf.com to find a dealer near you. That's HustlerTurf.com. I said what I said about Barry Bonds. It still doesn't make sense about David Ortiz. That's next.